Hello and welcome to the March 24th edition of the Flow Track Podcast. My name is Lincoln Shrike, joined by Gordon Mack, the email, flowtrackpodcast at gmail.com. Send us in your questions on today's show. Well, news just came in. News just broke from the IOC. The Olympics have officially been postponed, so we will not have an Olympic Games in 2020. Uh, looking like 2021 is that time. Gordon, uh, how are you doing, and what did you think when you heard the news? Well, you know, we literally had a podcast 24 hours ago talking about how it was likely going to happen. I thought there would be a delay in the announcement, but like society, they want instant uh, gratification with their news, so IOC was forced <laughs> to not wait four weeks. They were forced to make the same decision they would have made four weeks from now and postpone yeah. the games uh, out of caution. And, yeah, it's the reality. I think, in the end, I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal for our sport and for other Olympic sports because, you know, this is an event that only happens every four years. For there to be an eight-year period where it's every five and then three years, I don't think it's that drastic of a change. So, in the end, um, it being postponed a year... When you only have it once every four years, isn't that big of a deal in my opinion because after 2021, we'll just be getting ready for 2024. Uh, is your opinion still, though, that they, it was a premature decision? Yes, I still think that. But uh, I'm also very open to the idea that this would would have been the same decision four weeks from now. Um, I think they should have been allowed to wait four more weeks, but... You know, this is the world we live in. People don't want to wait, so I'm okay with it. Um, either way, whether they, as someone, my perspective doesn't really change, and I don't, you know, people got to do what they got to do, right? So, yeah, Olympics postponed, and yeah, I think it's just a reality. Yeah. I think, you know, it doesn't, I mean, there is a lot of ramifications financially, logistically, that the regular person doesn't have to deal with or think about like whether the Olympics happen in 2021 or 2020 has no impact on me. And even in a way, not really that large of an impact on the elite athletes, because if they're going to be elite, they'll still be elite a year from now, like a majority of them. Uh, the big impact is the financial impact of cancellations. Who is, you know, going to have to deal with the extra cost of shifting one of the biggest events in the world a whole year later. So, Oh, there's, I mean, the ramifications are almost infinite to other sporting events. We mentioned yesterday, 33 Olympic sports. Of course, we just focus on track and field here, but every sport's going to be rejiggering around their, their schedule. Uh, I just want to say the statement came down today from not just Thomas Bach, but uh, the prime minister of Japan. So, I guess it's good that the Japanese are in support of this as well, are going to be able to move things around because they mentioned a couple days ago, uh, <clears throat> you know, that millions of nights of hotel rooms were going to have to be moved around. So if we, we said it yesterday. I'll say it again. The logistical uh, nightmare of this is just starting. But the good news for athletes and fans, those of us who aren't involved with the organization of this is we get an Olympic Games next year. So that that's exciting. 2020 is a bummer. This year has absolutely sucked so far, but uh, we'll we'll have a games next year, and it'll be much safer and much less controversial. And uh, we don't know when it's going to be exactly yet, but it, I think you you have to be okay with the decision. Plus, on the bright side, athletes that won in 2016 they get another year to be defending champions. So I mean, not not the worst thing for them, right? Yeah, Central gets to hold on to that. I'm a gold medalist for another whole year. You know, it's I guess you can, <laughs> yeah, can still put that on his so, byline for on his Instagram byline for another year. There you go. Um, and it'd be more impressive if you defend your title because it was another year later. Okay, so we still have so many questions to so answer. Many. Uh, so many. Uh, First and foremost, Kevin Soley, our great colleague, was supposed to be on this podcast. He is not because his internet connection was uh, throwing a fit, I guess, really upset about the Olympics being postponed. <laughs> but thankfully, Kevin has organized and written down ten, the 10 biggest questions now that the Olympics are postponed. 
So we'll just kind of run through those and, and chat about them. And his first one, what new date will they decide on? Uh, we, we don't know that yet. So I don't know how much we can, we can uh, riff on that. You know, they said no later than the summer. So we know it's probably going to be July, August, similar type of a thing. Uh, the Eugene World Championships will obviously have to be moved, but uh, I don't know. I don't really know how much we can we can debate on this because we don't we have no idea when when the when the Olympics are going to be set for twenty twenty one. I mean, if I had to guess, it's going to be within the same four week span that all the other previous Summer Olympics have been. I think that sure. you know I I think there there's a reason they do it in the summer because I think a lot of the other sports kind of work around that knowing that the Olympics are in the summer and the Winter Olympics are in the winter. So I think it's just going to be 2021 and a specific summertime. Like, I don't I don't see, like, a March 2021 championships or a November 2020 Olympics. I think it's just going to be no. June, July, August of 2021. And the exact well, date really doesn't matter because who plans out the day of the week uh, that far out anyway, right? Well, speak for yourself. I'm I'm super organized like that. Uh, no, one thing you you brought up the Winter Olympics. I mean, the Winter Olympics. I think were scheduled for Beijing in 2022. So the Olympic Games are going to have to do a. If they keep that one, they don't push that one back. Which you think, oh, that shouldn't be affected. But the same people who work at the IOC that plan the Summer Games plan the Winter Games. So. Are they going to do an Olympic Games in July and August of 2021 and then come back in February of 2022 and do a Winter Games? I mean, that that in itself is just an absolute logistical nightmare. Like, I So will that in, impact what they do with the Winter Games is, is another, I guess, question. I don't know if Kevin has that here, but there's just so much to be to be done, not just mentioning that we're all trying to keep ourselves safe by social distancing, by being on mandatory shutdown uh, or whatever else is, is going on in the world. So whew, I understand why the why the Olympics took their time, but th- this is not going to be a fun year and a half for them. Well, I don't think it's going to be that. I don't think it's going to impact the Winter Games. I think that uh, they're just – they'll either like beef up their staff and like hire more people so they can do two things at once. You know, they'll lean even more on the, the LOC – is that what it's called? The what's what do you yeah, call local it? organizing? Well, yeah, committee. local organizing committee. Yeah. I think also you know China has been has done the Olympics multiple times. So I think after doing the two thousand eight Olympics, I think that there'll be the infrastructure and this the organization of like what do Olympics mean and like what do you need and not do. I think Beijing is kind of prepared to have less help because they've done it before and they did a good job in two thousand eight. You know. But uh, I just – I think that – I don't think the Winter Olympics will be that affected. I think they'll just have to beef up more staff and it'll just be a crazy a crazy few months for them. And then after the light goes out in winter of 2022, they're just going to take a really well-deserved <laughs> vacation. That's what's going to happen. And get ready and get ready for Paris in 2024. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, job security is pretty good if you're an, on the Olympic – uh, yeah. committee, you know, because you, know, you always have something to look forward to. It never ends. Oh, I get, I guess so. All right, so we'll move on to to question number two. I think we already touched on it a little bit, but what happens to the twenty twenty one world champs that were set to be in Eugene? Uh, Ashton Eaton put it on his on his Twitter. He just said hashtag Eugene twenty twenty two. I assume that's the easiest thing to do, and maybe Eugene gets to figure out their hotel situation. Hopefully, everyone not having to come in from. From Portland, I think that was originally discussed for those champs. Yeah, they get another year to organize and plan. I mean, they're not going to come before the Olympic Games, of course. So I can't yeah. imagine any other solution other than Eugene moving to 2022. What do you think? Yeah, I'm willing 99.99% uh, the World Athletics just moves the World Championships conveniently to an off year. I mean, it's so simple. Like, you can't get yeah. any simpler than having an off year right after. So it's, it works out very well. It would have been more complicated if there was like, if like next year was a world championship, if like, you know, if it, it got bumped into another world championship year. But I don't think, 
I don't think Eugene is going to care. They're like, all right, we're 2022. More time to plan. More time to get that stadium right. ready. So, uh, yeah, that's. I think that – yeah, I think that's pretty much an, the, ob, the most obvious thing that's going to happen next is Eugene will just push to a, a new year. And, of course, it seems simpler, simple on paper. I imagine there's some hurdles they have to clear with moving it to the year, but moving it to another year. But, uh, you know, track town. I see your shirt vote track town. I'm sure yeah, that was I wore it on a, purpose. an accidental where – oh, you wore it on purpose. Nice. Yeah. Viewers can't see it. But, but that's uh, – that shirt – is that – is that shirt from back – when was that? I forgot. That was like 2015 or something? Or when, yeah, it's when they were what trying were they, to – What were we voting on? They were trying to get the Doha gate, the, the 2019 oh, World Championships. Okay. And then they didn't get it. And then a week later, like, well, we got 2021 with no vote and everyone freaked out. Something – Yeah, that wasn't happen. sketchy at all. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, there you go. More time to investigate possible uh, bribery related yes. to the U- Eugene, Eugene World Championships. Good old Champs. Liam uh, Dieck. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I. 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 Twenty twenty two seems logical. Uh, they're not going to push it beyond that because twenty twenty three they're scheduled to be world champs in in Budapest and then like we said twenty twenty four Olympics in Paris twenty twenty five we don't have a basically twenty twenty will be our uh, will be our off year it's scheduled to be the biggest year and that and now it's it's going to be the off year so I that makes the most sense I don't know what else you do with it because if you try to push it into 2021, keep it in 2021. I mean, that would seem impossible for athletes. That's just going to majorly dilute the product. Uh, no one's going to care about a world champs when there's an Olympics in the same year. So 2022 uh, would seem to make the most sense. I, Move I, on to well, question I, number. I just want to say one thing. Oh, I, just, I just want to give credit where credit is due. Every four years, we criticize the world athletics of why do they have off years? Why do they have off years? It's so stupid. They just been playing the mm-hmm. long game. They were preparing for a virus outbreak to can't to postpone the Olympics so they can use that that there slot to move ev- to not mess up their schedule. You know, they're laughing all the way to the uh convenient bank. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to make a joke here. But you know what I'm trying to say. They they kind of are lucky how they just have this off year to be able to make their schedule change super super flexible. So, that's all I got to say about that. Yeah, if it works out that way, yeah, it it you're right. It it's it's built in and it helps them. I I think we've all tried to figure out for years why World Athletics, why the IAAF has had an off year. It doesn't doesn't always make sense. Why can't we? I guess we know they were planning for a rainy day or a a viral day, if you will. Okay. Uh, question number three: What happens with other 2021 champs, the Commonwealth Games, Euros, etc.? I I don't think we can say that. At this moment, I don't think anyone that's a track and field fan or, or participant or you know coach, athlete, uh, whatever, is worried too much about what's happening with Euros or Commonwealth Games. Of course, those committees, those organizing committees are going to be thinking about that. But, I mean, no one really the, – the Commonwealth Games aren't at the top of the mind. I assume they will move appropriately and it will be in the correct position relative to the Olympic Games and, I, and the World Champs. So they'll move along with wherever else everyone, all the major events go. Well, I think what Commonwealth Games will happen, I'm not sure when they're scheduled to happen, but I think Commonwealth Games will happen early 2022. So therefore, end of 2022 is Eugene. So it would be like, you know, just like a very glorified season opener for, you know, half the world, right? And then Euros, I think they'll just push to be early 2021 and then so they're either they'll do early or they might kind of turn it into like a like a month later games you know like think about this we used to have i mean not too long ago we had diamond league finals a month like a week or a month after the world championships and it made no sense right like why right we just saw them race for glory and then they're doing the same thing like two weeks later I could see Euros just being, you know, a month after the Olympics. They won't go a month before the Olympics, but I think, do think they'll go a month after the Olympics, if I had to guess, for Euros. Because that's a m- bunch of sports, just right? That's not that. just track. What? Yeah, of course, but you just said that doesn't make sense. Uh, well, I, who is going to be interested in competing at Euros after the Games? I the mean, same maybe, people. I guess that's track and field is used to that. But. Yeah. Well, what else are you going to do? I don't know. Just 
take the event and throw it in the trash can. Do you know? Do you know who's going to be interested? There's only in, so many events. Do you know who's going to be interested in competing at Euros? All the Europeans who don't medal, which will be a lot of them. Oh, that's a good point. Right? Yeah, that's it's a another good point. chance to just All have right. a a championship. Hey, if you if you were uh, a Frenchman and you got like knocked out in the second round of the eight hundred, are you gonna be like, no, I'm not gonna go to Euros. That's too low yeah. level for me. I just okay. did the Olympics. You'll you'll go to the Euros and you'll try to make a Euro final and see what you can do. You'll still be fit. It's not like you're gonna be burnt out, right? You've had two years to okay. train for the Olympics. What's an extra what's an extra week? Okay. Hey, I'll I'll yield to you on that one. I, I'm right. I'm just saying I don't care about the European Championships or the Commonwealth Games, but maybe when they come around again I will. Okay. Question four. And this one seems obvious, but what will they do with the U.S. Marathon Trials qualifiers. I think you have to keep them, even though Abdi's going to be 100 years old, and they're the the qualifying event will have taken place. I don't know what is that? How many months in, in advance is that? It's like that's like 19 months in advance now. I mean, you you just have to keep them, right? I, I already saw on Twitter today, Des Linden said, "No, absolutely not. They're not going to rerun the trials. That would be outrageous." So. The, the core of Alephine Tulimak, Molly Seidel, Sally Kipiego, Galen Rupp, Jake Riley, and Abdi Abdurrahman. You keep them. Obviously, they earned it. It doesn't matter how far in advance. They earned it. And they'll still be raring to go by 2021. I assume you agree with that? Yes, I unfortunately agree. As much as I want to have a hot take saying, no, you got to rerun it or see who's most fit. I mean... That's the idea of the trials. The trials isn't supposed to select the perfect one, two, three, or else we would be like other countries and just pick whoever our Usain Bolt is for every event, right? But um, they earned right. it, and like, who cares if they're not fit? Like, and they get last at the Olympics. They were fit when it mattered, and we can't just change it because the Olympics moved. So, I agree, they should go. Um, but I do think, though, like. Maybe, I mean, the, you're, if you're still the fourth place finisher at the trials in the marathon, you know, you still have an opportunity to get in if they get hurt. You know, now there's a, a lot more time for any of these six runners to get hurt, right? So if I was these people, I would stop training for an entire year, just sit on the couch, eat some Cheetos, and then go to the Olympics because you won't be hurt. So I'm sh- That's a great plan. That is a yeah. I, I, I. There's literally nothing wrong with that plan. I think you just gain a whole bunch of weight and yeah. Can't go totally wrong. get out of shape. I gotta blow my nose. Sorry. Uh oh, Corona. No man, it's just a common cold. But is um, that the same towel? That. Are you been blowing into that same towel for like forty eight hours? No, now? I got a new one. I'm I'm glad the viewers are getting an inside look at what's going on in the strike household right now. No, I got a new one. Um, but trying to conserve toilet paper, I mean, I don't know if not. We also bought a to- bidet. Why are you trying to conserve toilet paper? Because have you been in the grocery store recently? There's no yeah. toilet paper. Have you been paying attention to the news? There's no gro- There's no toilet paper. That's not true. You know that, right? I went to the. I, well, I, I mean, walk, I went to the. I literally walked out my store, walked to a nice little local quickie pickies, what it's called. There's toilet paper. <laughs> I went there four days yeah. later. There was toilet paper. Well, it's because it's like $7 there. It's expensive. Just saying those toilet paper. It's expensive. All right. Do you think any athletes will be in support and will try to get USATF to rerun the marathon trials? Is there any scenario where that happens? No. There will be Twitter pundits who will be in support of it. They'll be like trolls. I don't think there'll be any like actual runners. They'll just be like fake runners who just want to – be like this is you should do it like jonathan marcus will probably say it right he'll, he'll be like hey guys we need to change it you know or something like that but i think no He's, no i mean it's yeah. just like uh there's there's not even a situation where you can compare this to where like no you just don't you don't need to redo it you already had it it's it's written on the it's written on the on the rule book, right? The rule book says the winner, top three of this event, go. So that's just what we have to do. As I rapidly blow my nose again, I'm sorry. Oh, man, you're, you're, you're dying. You're dying on us. I'm struggling. But, uh, yeah. You gotta I gotta keep... I, gotta, I, I mean, okay, how about this, though? 
do we think any athlete will, you know, ask for some like uh, ask for a rerun? Who would be the most likely athlete to uh, raise their hand and be like, uh, "Can we try again?" Who would be the most likely athlete? <laughs> Uh, well, obviously, yeah, you're looking outside the top three, clearly. Uh, I don't know. Um, who could I see wanting to redo it? I don't, like, I mean, every athlete knows that they, that they didn't make it, that it was fair and square. So I don't want to throw anybody under the bus. I don't know. Um, Leonard Career, Scott Fobble. Um, <laughs> Uh-oh. Putting names out there. Putting it out. Well, how yeah, about this? How about this? There. I don't know. Do you have any? Here's a compromise we could do. We rerun the race, but we give the top three a head start based on how much they won over fourth place by. Still don't think they're going to want to do that. So they um, have an advantage. Yeah, so I, don't, like, I don't. Yeah. I mean, that would be kind of... Yeah, I don't would, think there's any point in rerunning the race at that at that point. But. That would be great TV, though, wouldn't it? You'd watch it. <laughs> if Here's the thing. Uh-huh. If, <laughs> if we were in the business of, like, ratings and money and all that stuff, the way, like, other sports franchise would, this would be, like, the, the best idea ever would be to rerun it because everyone would want to watch it. They would hate watch it. They would right. nerve-wrackingly watch it. Um, obviously that's not going to happen because, right. you know, you got to do the right thing, but it would be great TV, you know, just take away oh, the, yeah. the immoralness of it. Is that the right word? Unmoral reality of it to the Immoral. six, a- immoralness Immoral. of the yeah. six, to the, I don't know what I'm saying to the six athletes. It would still be great yeah. to watch. You know, it's the same thing as like the NBA sure. wanted to like, or no MLB's trying to change it. So you like pick your playoff team or something like that. It's great TV, yeah. right? That's what we need. Great TV. So. Yeah. All right. That's that's not going to happen. I think we all agree. Okay. Uh, question five. What happens to the other Diamond League meets? Uh, I, I have no idea. What does the Diamond League even look like? I, need, I, I hadn't even wrapped my head around what the Diamond League was going to look like pre-coronavirus pandemic. So. What what happens with the rest of these? I, I I don't know. I'm sure they'll try to the the World Athletics will try to do their best to make the 2021 schedule for the Diamond League look just like uh, it was supposed to look this year. But uh, I don't know. I Diamond League concerns are way down on the list. the The entire track season is canceled. I, with, I think with the not that's just with with the Olympics you... with the Olympics. Post, what's what is the point to run fast? Because you love running, go for like what's the point of Chris yeah. Schweizer running a three K indoors at BU? There oh was my no gosh, need for this that. Chris Schweizer right? I'm just saying argument again. She ran it because she wanted to run a yeah. fast time. People are gonna like I know you have a different perspective of the landscape of the situation, but I think in July and August we're not gonna be in a situation we're in in March twenty fourth and people are gonna want to go run track meets they're gonna go want to run and i think they'll be yeah i can see i can see diamond league events happening i don't think the diamond league is gonna be completely canceled yet yeah well we know the first three have been postponed and or canceled or whatever it was so we're at least there so that puts us to i think it was stockholm at like may 24th or something like that so yeah I don't imagine those will go on, but yeah, maybe the ones that were later in the summer, we can salvage those. Uh, yeah, because the but, logistics of can the, the necessity of canceling Olympics is not as strong as the necessity of canceling sure. a one-off Diamond League. You know? And I mean, to your point, uh, athletes are going to want to try to salvage their their earnings this year. So any prize yeah. money available, they are going to. I'm going to have to sneeze. Hold up. And athletes Wait. are used to having. Every four years, oh man, athletes are used to having every four years there being no global championships, so I don't see why this would tell all the athletes, oh, we're not going to run all year, you know? Maybe one or two or like superstars will take it off like a Usain Bolt does on off years, but I think athletes, if there's track meets, athletes will run them. Actually, more than ever, they just want to get it out of their system in a way. So if you had to put money on it, would you think... 
we'll have any track meets in 2020, you think that maybe they'll be able to sim- salvage some some later Diamond Leagues? Yes, 100%. 100%. I don't, I'm definitely not willing to go 100%. But okay, okay. So keep the door open. Don't delete your uh, your whatever, wherever the Diamond Leagues are streaming this year, which I don't know if that's been announced. But don't delete your subscription just yet. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Question six. Does anyone retire that was planning on continuing? I mean, I think of someone like Nick Willis, who I think this was supposed to be his last Olympic Games. He's in his upper 30s now. Uh, Don Harper Nelson was making a comeback. I, I think I don't think anyone is just, just because one they get one year later anyone's just gonna be like nope that's it for me i couldn't stretch it i mean mo Farah's mo Farah's still gonna want to compete on the track in 2021 you know and if anything maybe this stretches him into another year because he doesn't have to do any races this year if he doesn't want to so the legs theoretically could be fresher i don't know but i don't see anyone just being like oh if if the olympic games aren't in five months then i can't do it you know everyone's gonna be i agree because run still a big trigger for the retirement is like you have to have a situation where you get beaten, right? Or like you you get shown that you can't do it anymore. If there's no race, they're not telling you you can't do it yet. So like that experience of not making an Olympic team or that experience of like going out in the first round of the Olympics, you're like, oh, my time is done. Or even that experience of winning your last medal – if you don't have any of those experiences, you're just going to wait to have them in 2021, which will trigger the retirements. And I think the Gatlins, the Allison Felix, Nick Willis, all these people, I think they need to have that right. experience of finality. And right now they just have the fear, experience of, oh, I just got to wait 12 more months for that finality. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I, I 100% agree. Uh, I don't think we need to keep going on that subject i i'm i'm there with you i don't think we're gonna see anyone just be like ah you know what that's it i'm, I'm retiring that just it just that's that's just like you know getting down to the getting down to the bottom of the ice cream and you're like nope i can't take this last bite of cookie dough i just can't do it i just it i ate the whole thing but then i can't do it one thing that would be kind of just like emotionally kind of draining or like a, a shitty situation for some of these athletes is Imagine a world where they are fit all year long and like they are able to, you know, feel like 2020 was going to be a great last year of fitness, but then they get hurt maybe like in January 2021. And they're like, damn, man, I was so healthy in 2020 and now I get hurt. I wasn't planning on running into 2021 because I'm a year older and this injury would have never happened if the Olympics stayed where they were. So I think that may occur where there might be some unforeseen injuries, which, you know, that's just, that's life, right? It's life. I just, just take care of your body. But yeah, them's the breaks, right? I mean, it, unfortunately, no one could have foreseen this coming. And I know athletes are still going to be going relatively hard to keep themselves in shape. And, it, and maybe if anything, some athletes go too hard and end up getting themselves hurt because they're like, oh, wow, now I got this extra time. I'm just going to get so crazy in shape. But yeah, you got to you got to take care of your body and, and take it slower right now, knowing that 2020 is pretty much a wrap. Maybe that, like we said, there's some diamond leagues, but no excuse to be uh, barring freak injuries to be to be out of shape or excuse me, to be hurt coming into 2021. Okay. So let's move on to question seven. Who does this help? Gordon, cool. I, I look at athletes without the, in, the, in the distance events without the standard, and that's, that's who I think this helps. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I think we should turn this into a two-part question. Who does it help and who does it hurt? Because okay. I have a theory of who it hurts. So who do you, you say it helps? Okay, Obviously, it helps people who don't have the standard because they get more time. Do you think, right. though, that they will – you know, because you're you're supposed to get the standard between May 2019 to like the Olympics. Do you think they'll like right. move the cutoff? Of no, the... no. But that what means... are you you're going to invalidate some athletes? Say your standard now happened outside the window? No, that would be ridiculous. But like, if you're running the Olympics in 2021 and your time you got in on it was run in May of 2019, does that make sense? 
Well, if uh, for most people that are going to run it time in May in 2019, they're also going to have run it later, right? So people that ran fast at Peyton Jordan 2019 in all likelihood maybe save like a few 10,000 meter runners. But, you know, if you run fast in the Peyton Jordan 5K, you're also going to run fast later on in the year and probably at the World Championships. I don't think that will actually affect too many athletes. And I also don't think that World Athletics Day is going to change the 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 standard the window. window. So I don't think it's a I don't think it's a concern at at all. I don't really think this hurts anyone I have an relative to this to the standard though. Alright, you speak because I gotta blow my nose. Yeah. Who I think this hurts is it hurts first year pros. Because they basically lose out on a year of oh, yeah. understanding what it takes. You know, and they might they, you just you need to kind of get that baptism by fire, right? Where you're just like thrown into it, and well, whoa, like this isn't the NCA anymore. This is a different, you know, animal. Like, you they don't get to experience like what it's like to go to the Diamond League circuit, or like experience a a trials, right? Or just all these like big boy, big girl experiences that first year pros have to go through. They're not going to be given that opportunity, so. They might just – they're going to be a second-year pro with a first-year pro uh, maturity level. Not that you're immature or anything, but like I just do think that experience helps. I mean look at someone like uh, Donovan Brazier. His, this guy, American record holder, runs 142, right? He's like one of the mm-hmm. all-time great 800-meter runners of our time and will continue to be and it's going to have – an incredible career. But let's remember his first year as a pro right out of college got knocked out in the second round or the first round of the 800. First round. The, first round first of the 800 round. at the Olympics. And then he also had like another, like a couple other like trials, hiccups. Olympic trials, Olympic, uh, the Olympic trials. He had a couple other hiccups yeah. until he kind of figured it all out. You need to have that. Right. Like you need yeah. to have kind of mulligan years to prepare you for like your prime. And I mean, I, I honestly think that if Donovan didn't have that Olympic trials experience, he wouldn't be where he is today because he needed to kind of just learn like, hey, you're not racing 17 and 19 year olds. You're racing like the best in the U.S. or the best in the world. And it's a completely different right. experience. And he learned it. And now look where he is now. He's all time great. And will, yeah. when his career is over, be considered one of the best runners of all time in the U.S. for the 800. And I think there's a lot of athletes who are going to miss out on that mulligan season of their prime right. so i that's why i think it hurts this, i think it hurts first year pros yeah and that goes back to kind of what we were talking about last last week when we were thinking if the olympics are postponed of course which they have been now what does the what does the situation look like for athletes that are you know seniors we're college seniors this year that are looking to turn professional does do brands sign anyone right now knowing that there's no Olympic trials or Olympic games to market them for? Uh, and we don't know it's TBD what, if there'll be any professional track meets this year. So you feel for, you know, guys like we had on the podcast, Tyler Day and, and, you know, Joe Klecker and Danny Jones and a lot of other athletes, Devin Dixon and Alicia Monson, you know, names like that, that have, are obvious professional candidates, but, you know, are they going to be able to sign contracts this year? I, I assume they'll they'll there'll be something in place for them. You know, brands are going to want to get a head start, but uh, it's really really unfortunate. And like you mentioned there, they don't get that that first year trial by fire where you kind of learn the ropes by taking your lumps. Uh, they don't get that this year, which is a real tough position to be in. So yeah, I agree with you that the the athletes on the verge of turning professional this this really hurts them. Should we move to number eight? You've been trying to run through yes. these. You're like on a rush. Yeah, run. I know. We... Do you have a hard deadline? Well, you just never know when I'm going to – no, I just never know when I'm going to sneeze again. I also haven't had breakfast, and I could use another cup of coffee if I'm being honest. How, but, many, co- uh, how, many, cups of, it's, how many cups of coffee have you had today? I've had I've had one one caffeinated and one decaf. Uh, I'm ready to go back to, to calf. I, I'm ready to go back to calf. Why do you coffee. have decaffeinated coffee? What's the purpose of that? Uh, my wife like my wife drinks decaf. Um, she's pregnant, so she can't just pump the uh, the caffeinated coffee. So we usually go second pot decaf. Uh, but I'm gonna need I'm gonna need more of that energy today. I'm gonna need the, need the full strength stuff. 
How many cups of coffee do you go through a day? Oh. Average. Four to six, probably. What about on like a, a day where you're like you're like you got a lot of stuff to do and like you're moving. Yeah, sure. When I when we were in Doha for the World Championships and my you know my days and nights were all swung in the wrong direction, I was I was having ten probably ten, so, ten cups of coffee, all, all all caffeinated coffee too. And you're awake yeah. how many hours? Like, oh, at those at so then it's like one you know, every other was, hour, one every ninety minutes, basically. Probably, probably safe to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you go to sleep? Yeah, yeah if you're, oh, bodies, you know, it's all conditioning my my body's used to taking that much caffeine sometimes i stay up it keeps me up but for the most part especially if i'm working hard like on a like on a trip like that where i'm i'm working you know 15 16 hours a day body is so ready to collapse by that end by that time that it's it's not too hard my body's i'm used to it i've built up a pretty solid tolerance so because you're building up the time it's like you with snickers bars right I never I haven't had a Snickers bar in like I'm three just years. I'm just joking. I don't know. I'm just joking. I gotta I'm think joking. of something that I'm addicted to. No, but like we're always mm. talking about you know exponential growth and like because with the virus and all that and spreading the R knots and all that stuff. So yeah. you started drinking coffee probably like ten years ago. Uh, let's see. I'm t- oh no no long longer no. I've been drinking coffee roughly fifteen years probably. So fifteen years. So that was one cup. Fifteen years. And now we moved up to eight cups. We'll, we'll say seven cups 15 years later. So you move up basically a cup of coffee every two years. Right? About. Uh, well, I'm trying to slow down. Yeah, well, I'm yeah, yeah, but that's where we're going. Down. Is this so, an intervention? What yeah, is this? So what is what going I'm saying on right is now? like, how old are you now? 29. 29. So 10 years from now, you're going to be <laughs> you're going to be going 10 plus cups of coffee regularly at age 40 i'm ready for it you're not gonna yeah. you're not gonna hit 50 man you gotta you gotta you gotta you gotta bend that curve you gotta flatten that curve mm-hmm. that's what you need to do this cup of coffee curve. i'll slow it down yeah i'll just i'll temper it with beer you know there you go. so it's just they even they even it's each other out one's an upper one's a downer and i'll just be right in the middle playing it right down the fairway uh okay now that we've had the lincoln coffee intervention Flatten Can we the go to question eight? Yeah, let's go to yeah, question yeah, yeah. eight. Which event or events does postponement most impact? Um, well, one thing, it allows the marathoners to not cho- have to choose between the fall 2020 rescheduled events or just the, the New York and Chicago events and the Olympic Games as they were going to have to choose from because if the Olympic marathon would have gone, gone ahead in August, you're not going to be able to run – Theoretically, or most likely, you're not going to be able to run Boston, you know, six weeks later, or or uh, or Berlin seven or eight weeks later. So it, at least in that regard, for the marathoners, it's good in a sense. Uh, otherwise, what events? I don't see any event that it's necessarily going to dramatically impact. I mean, I don't know. Maybe the race walks. I have no idea what they're doing right now. But the marathon is the primary one, and I think it impacts it positively. Well, I think the events actually get impacted the most because of this whole delay, I think it's the sprint events because I think there's just okay, tell like, me why. I just think that, um, a lot of these sprinters aren't going to have as many opportunities to, to like get in fast, like good efforts in different events, whether it's, you know, diamond league events or like what, you know, just like these sprinters are just going to be cooped up, like doing lifting and starts and like you know 300s and 200s and like random cut downs on their track and i just think they're not going to be as polished going into 2021 because they you know they're going to have too much of a time off from racing i just that's what i think i think they're going to be i i think the times in the in the sprint events aren't going to be good until 2022 because i think they're going to need a year of like repolishing the the engine you know because I just think, like, a distance runner can go out there and just stay fit, like, by doing miles and, you know, just hitting the, hitting the trails and just staying fit. But I just think the fine-tuning of a, of a sprinter needs, like, that, that race experience, that those race reps to kind of tune themselves up for, you know, a, a championship 
performance. Because you think about it, like a lot of sprinters, like Justin Gatlin will start off running like 10.09, right? And then by the end of the year, he's running like 9.9, 9.8, whatever. And that's because he kind of races himself into shape. I think people are, I think some sprinters are going to be more out of shape than they normally are with such a long break. I mean, Cal- I mean, they're still gonna, like Noah yeah. Lyles and Christian Coleman are still going to be world class. And they could run fast backwards, but I just think overall the depth of sprinting won't be as strong because of this. Yeah, and you brought up Coleman, and that was going to be my counterpoint to that. He just showed up at USA's having not run a meet indoors this past winter and ran 637 and didn't even get a great start. And if he got a good start, he would have broken his own world record in this first meet of the year. So, yeah, I think it gives a bigger advantage to guys like Lyles and Coleman who are established and who have shown they can run fast from the beginning of the season right off the bat. So if you're if you're a guy like them, uh, obviously anything benefits the superstars, but uh, I, I could see that being helpful to them. Michael Norman starts fast as well. Um, but, you know, I don't know. These athletes... You can simulate, you can run sprint races in practice, right? I mean, you can do that for any distance, but you can run 100 all out in practice. And sure, you don't have that competition, but, I mean, they can simulate time trials multiple times a week, whereas distance runners can't really do that. So I just feel like um, it's different when you're the, like, it's just different time trial. Of course, Whereas I feel like a time trial distance event is not as different because you're just, you're putting your body to that that level of hurt you know with it's all well, about timing with bit- the gun like you know the nerves like all that stuff the pressure there's a lot more I'm just pressure gonna say, in sprinting events yes i was gonna say ronnie baker didn't get the standard in 2019 because he was injured and then the world the u.s champs were very windy now he still does not have the standard. Ronnie Baker is going to go like two and a half years without getting the standard. It's it's going to be real <laughs> tough on him. But at least he has more time to to get it. How great it would be though if like Ronnie Baker just keeps on getting headwind like no tailwinds yeah. like two point one. He's running like really and well. Just can't. He just can't get the damn yeah. standard. For those who don't <laughs> it's, know, we, it's, it's been an ongoing joke within the flow track team that Ronnie Baker just never will get the Olympic standard or even the but, world standard for that for that matter. Yes, and no, not because we dislike him or anything like that. It was just last year was crazy events in, in Des Moines, a combination of either getting a legal tailwind or a ridiculous headwind that prevented him from getting the time. And uh, last year was a unique scenario in which you couldn't chase after the U.S. champs. He didn't end up making the top three, so it didn't matter. But it was just like so many things working against Ronnie Baker, and now but if he it continues. Have, he had a good in, he, yeah. he had a good indoor season, though. But if if he would have finished top three in that race, that time would not have been the standard, and he would have not been selected. Yes, which is what have been crazy. Which would have been crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, like, so let's uh, let's move on to question number nine. We already touched on it. I think we've touched on almost all these. But how will this impact the marathon schedule? A lot of races this fall. I think those go ahead as as planned, assuming everything is settled. At least you know, calm down a bit. Maybe worst case scenario, you run those. You run just the elite races. But I, I even me being as negative on this situation as, as almost anyone can be, I, I think we'll be somewhat back to normal by September and October. Um, so we'll have all those races. It's just going to be a crazy fall with basically all the spring races going to be in fall. We're going to have Boston, London joining Chicago and New York and Berlin. It's just going to be an and absolute half, madness half. Of, a, of a world half in October. Amsterdam, uh, Paris. Who, who knows? The, the NBA finals might be, it's going to be might be around then too. It's going to be Ooh. it's going to be a nuts when we come How- back from from this time. It's going to be insane. I actually, I don't want to say this because that would imply that the Celtics are in the NBA Finals, which I don't want to say. But if there's like an NBA Finals the same week as like the Boston Marathon, like that'd be, that'd be crazy. Wild. But we're not going to think be that because yeah. the Celtics are not making the NBA Finals. So, yeah, it's take- it's the Sixers all the way, right? Oh, yeah, this of is, course. This is benefiting the Sixers. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Uh, yeah, so that will just I – don't, I don't think – like I said, I don't think this really hurts – the marathoners that much it actually helps them right because then now they can still do the olympics while also uh running a spring you know a, or a, a fall marathon it, it'd be interesting because i think we're going to see a lot of now we're going to get to see 
athletes that qualified in the U.S. Olympic Marathon trials, they're going to get to run a fall marathon, which, you know, they wouldn't have otherwise. So, and, and for athletes that'll, for athletes that are lower tier than like, say, Galen Rupp, that benefits them financially. Like Jake Riley, I assume will get solid appearance money for wherever he wants to run. And the same is true for Alephine Tuliamak, whereas they, one, wouldn't have been able to run those fall marathons and therefore wouldn't have been able to capitalize on right away on that, their top three finish. Now they get to solidly profit from that and and you know get the appearance money in boston or get it in chicago that they wouldn't have otherwise do you think though uh they get to call themselves olympians yet yeah of course they're olympians i mean but then we all say you're olympian but they they didn't run at the olympics yet yeah they're olympians i don't you you can you can have that argument all day they're olympians i don't think you become an olympian until you step on in a race, yeah, this is a this is this is a an, an egg and a bird argument here. You're an Olympian you elect, uh, Olympian elect, right? Is that what they call the president elect the, when they get this, yeah the, the few months before they actually get inaugurated? Olympian elects yeah, for a whole this, year. This is a chicken and an egg argument here. I, I think you're you're saying they're Olympians and they're a lot higher profile than they would have been otherwise. So those athletes will benefit by getting if they want to run a fall marathon this year and 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 get that appearance cash, you know, and get to get to show some more fitness. That'll be that'll be cool. All right. So I, I have uh, I don't like that final question. Go ahead. So I'm changing the last question for you, and I'm gonna. Oh God, yes! Don't don't make me talk about world rankings, dear yeah, Lord. So this is the final question. Will the postponement of the Olympics open up the door for Galen Rupp to try to qualify in the 10K? No, I mean, I think he's done with the track at this point, other than tune-up races. I mean, sure, it could, but it, maybe he, yeah, maybe he tunes up at the trials with a race, and then if he, I mean, I, he's not going to run both, though, right? He's not going to, because the 10,000 would come first. He's not going to do that again. He's going to be... He's going to be 34 next year when he runs. He, he hasn't been running enough in the track. 2016 was a different scenario, you know. Just a few months prior, he had run at the 2015 World Championships. And 2016, you know, he was what? Not, you know, he was still 29. It's, it's been a long time since then. And especially given his in injury concerns. So maybe he runs at the trials as a tune-up, but that's all it was. Even if he qualified, he wouldn't run both at the Olympic Games. Okay, assuming they won't, won't run both at the Olympic Games... And he does run the 10K as a tune-up at the trials. Where would he finish? Do you think he could win? The trials? Now over guys like, like LeMong and, and Shadrach Kipchirchir? No. No. I mean, he hasn't been doing that type of speed work for too long. No. No. 2016 was his last year on that, could be, that he could be effective on the track. And that's just because what he had to commit to uh, as a marathoner, volume-wise and and, you know, well, basically just that, just volume-wise, and not even considering his injury issues. I mean, we remember he didn't finish a marathon from 2018 up until the Atlanta trials. So he he's entered a point where he has to be cautious with his health, and I think we're going to not see him take any sort of risk in that regard. But where he would finish, he would not finish in the top three, uh, you know, especially another, what is it going to be, almost, you know, more than a year in advance when the, when the Olympic U.S. Olympic trials take place. No. I mean, there's going to be guys, like I said, Kip Chirchir will still be there. Career might still be there. Lamong, in all likelihood. There could be other guys that come in there. Who knows? Edward Cheserek might be a U.S. citizen Ooh, at that point. I mean, there's a... The, he has, has Cheserek officially, like, taken the... That's a good point. Cause no, he, did, he didn't he compete. Officially he didn't compete Kenya, for Kenya. Right? Yeah, so this might give him no. an extra year to try to get a, be an American? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. I don't know the ins and outs entirely, but absolutely. I, I think That's this benefits you. Know, yeah. So Cheserick might be the ultimate winner here, trying to get an extra yes. year to try to get that citizenship. Yes, as my son walks in the room right now. So what do you think about Edward Cheserick getting citizenship? My son's asking me if I'm done. He's not concerned about Edward Cheserick's <laughs> citizenship right now. I heard. You know, we're approaching the 50-minute... We're approaching the 50-minute mark, son. What are you watching? Power Rangers. My son's watching Power Rangers. You Let's know, this sound. new generation of Power Rangers is, is, not, is not as good as the old stuff back when we were kids. I, I, it's, it's almost unwatchable. But he are you, are you one of those guys? Back in my day, I used to walk uphill both ways. No, Power Rangers is so much better back then. 
90s Power Rangers all the way. I don't, I just don't I don't know about the current the current stuff. It's just it's not it doesn't have that same quality. Well, we have some so. uh, we have some mailbag questions we'll get to I guess in future pods. Oh look, you can mm-hmm. see your son. Show 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 Knox yeah. in the video. There you go. Mm-hmm. Hey Knox. Oh, he's coughing. <coughs> he's coughing, but he's good. Uh-oh, Corona. I promise we we're, we're 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 healthier we're healthier than we appear. I I really <laughs> I swear it. You know, we I mean, we only have a few questions to get to, so uh, I don't know. Maybe we can... We'll save the mail back uh, for tomorrow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We can save it. We'll save we'll, it. That's yeah. fine. Okay. We have a long time until track is back, so yes, we can save we the We can really save everything. Yeah. Uh, again, yeah. but though, if you want to email the pod, flowtrackpodcast at gmail.com. I also have some other fun questions we can hit throughout the week. Uh, eventually get some more guests on the podcast again flowtrackpodcast at gmail.com email us no olympics in 2020 are they still going to call it the tokyo 2020 and but just have or they can change no you gotta you gotta re man they i didn't even think about that that's definitely a loser they gotta rebrand they gotta i guess you just changed the 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 zero to a one right Um, yeah but how many things have already been printed right almost have they like printed all the signs so many so many flyers need to be cleaned up dude that's that's that's, hey that's People are going to have, like, the old 2020 version and be like, yo, I have, like, this there you limited go. edition 2020 Tokyo Flyer that no one knows about. Well, who cares about the Flyers? What about the medals? Oh, did, the medals? did they make all the medals? Ooh, that's valuable. They're going to have to change those? No, they're, yeah. they're going to have to give them away. Who's going to have the – yeah. Look out for eBay for the Tokyo 2020 medals. That's probably going to be more, so. more valuable than the 2021 medal. No? Yeah. Maybe this will – now trying to maybe this will cue olympic uh games to not put the year in the title of their olympics so therefore they don't have to worry and, about and maybe they, they pull a super yeah, bowl they the way they super bowl set way super bowl 52 53 i mean the official name of it is like the whatever it was like the latin the latin number and then olympiad so maybe that's just what's on there i'm not exactly sure so anyways my son is tr- trying to be like a tiger in front of the camera so uh, we better sign off for now, but uh, yeah, email the pod at flowtrackpodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back with another episode tomorrow. Hopefully, Kevin Sully will have his internet figured out by then. Who knows? But uh, so many questions left to answer. Uh, we'll sign off for now for myself, Lincoln Strike. Gordon, thank yep. you. Enjoy your coffee. All right. We will see you guys tomorrow.